Today on the Legal Talk, we'll be talking about artificial intelligence. That is a very hot topic nowadays. It's always been lingering in the background, but nowadays it's more prominent and uh, people use it all over and uh, it's sort of becoming a problem sometimes because you can't distinguish anymore between what's human and uh, what is AI. But the question is, can we rely on uh, artificial intelligence AI and especially when it comes to the legal side of things? Uh, We chat to uh, Yaku Haman from uh, Han and Han Attorneys. Yaku, uh, once again, welcome back and uh, hope you're well. Hi, uh, Yon. Thank you. Yeah, no, everything is well on this side. I hope you guys don't aren't too cold and that you're better than Pretoria. Yeah, we, you know, at least we had uh, the snow on the mountain ranges, but you had it like right next door. So it, it must be extremely freezing. Yeah, I yeah, know it is. And, and the nice thing for you is if you've got it on the mountain ranges, you can see it. I can't see oh. it. I just feel it. So, <laughs> That's a good point. I can't even enjoy it. I I just have the bad side of it. Oh, that's true. That's very true. But yeah, it's been a really, really cold uh, week here in uh, South Africa. And, uh, you know, we've spoken about it as well on our tech show called uh, Tech Plus that airs on Saturday mornings uh, about artificial intelligence. And I always say to my co-host, Kane, uh, it's becoming more and more difficult to distinguish between what is real and what is not because artificial intelligence can do so much nowadays. I mean, it can actually mm. do work better than uh, humans. So even for teachers, it's a problem because they don't know, was this essay written by Chat GPT or was it written by the actual um, person? But uh, let's see... If attorneys actually do, attorneys actually make use of uh, artificial intelligence, Yaku. So, Ian, in in order to answer that question, let's just go with a couple of couple of steps back, in the sense to to find out what attorneys actually use in any event in order to do their their daily jobs. Now, when I started my legal career. Google was only starting and, and all our legal resources that we used when, when preparing for a case or providing advice was physical books and the court cases, which was bound also into leather books. So each firm would, would have a huge, well, depending on the size of the firm, but they would have a physical library in the attorney's firm. So if you needed to give a client advice, you would go read, a, you would read books on that specific thing and you mm. would read legislation on it and you would read cases on it physically in that. Now, these days, one normally don't have this physical books anymore. Everything is electronic and in any event. So there's a the couple of, of um, let's call them these electronic libraries that um, attorneys in South Africa use. The one is LexisNexis and the, the other one is Utah. And they've got different publications. So you'll use certain of Utah's for argument's sake or you'll use other things from LexisNexis. And it also depends on your preference and that sort of thing. So 
That's what you do. Now, of course, with the electronics, it's a lot easier because you can, in essence, it's not that simple, but press control find. It's not that simple because what you'll have to do is for argument's sake, you'll need to know, okay, the following legislation is applicable. Now, let's take for argument's sake the Consumer Protection Act. Now, you will put in the Consumer Protection Act on your library. It will then give you the the legislation itself. In other words, each of the sections. And then, depending on the the publication house, whose software you use, that will where it comes up. But it will tell you these cases. That's where these this law was dealt through in this um Cases, these cases. So, so we do use search engines through these electronic means, or you'll you'll have the book now. Now, let's say for argument's sake, you'll have a book on contract law. Now, there's something specific that you want to find in there, and then you'll search for it within that database of that book, and 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 you'll get it now. If you think about the idea about AI, now, bearing in mind this is now my idea of I believe that AI should be working, is that I would think to say, well, okay, so therefore if I've got a legal problem, I want to type into this AI my problem, and then it gives me the opinion on whether I'm right or wrong and the cases for it. Now, in that sense, for me, AI, it makes sense. Because for me, it just tells me it will be a quicker way for me to find my um, case, by my cases and that sort of thing. But now, I need to tell you, so So I also downloaded the the, the, the application, the, the paid version, which is Pocket AI. Now, I must admit, and you can maybe help me, I've got no idea whether Pocket AI and Chat GDT or GPT, whether it's the same thing more or less. not, but this is... Yeah, more but that, This is the one, this is the version <laughs> that I've got. Okay? Yeah. So, so now I, I, I want to test this now. So now I, I type out the, the legal question and I say to the, to the AI, I say... Um, give me case law in South Africa about X, Y, and Z. Takes a couple of seconds and gives me a very nice write-up to, to sort of give me the answer and then it gives me the cases. Now, if I read it, coming back to what you said earlier about whether it's the student writing it or whether it's the AI, mm. when I read it, it actually reads like quite a good legal opinion yeah. from a first glance. It looks impressive. So if a candidate attorney brought me something like that, I would say, okay, now well done. You're on the right track. So then I, it gave me, the first time I did it, it gave me three court cases. Now, we've got references in, in South Africa how you reference a case. So you'll have, for argument's sake, Yaku versus Eon, 2021, all SA, volume three, argument's sake, then um, T or whatever the case may be at the end, or GP or Constitutional Court CC. So that's how it's referenced. So now I get this court case and it gives me the name versus so-and-so and it gives me the, the, the reference 
And the first one, the reference seems to look right. It looks like our normal references would look. Now I start looking for that court case in my, let me call it my legitimate database, let me call it. (laughs) (laughs) So now I start searching for that case. I can't find it. It doesn't exist. So I, I asked a couple of other guys, maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm getting old or whatever the case may be, try and find me the case, nothing. Next case, same story. But in this one, I can see the reference doesn't read right. There's something in there that there's a, a SA missing or this or that. Third one, same thing. So yeah, I've got a so-called opinion which the only thing that I can, this AI had to make this up. So <laughs> a day or what later, I do the same thing. And, and I ask him exactly the same question. He more or less gives me the same answer he did in the first instance, but with three different court cases, <laughs> which also don't exist. That's very interesting. <laughs> I did it the third time and it did the same thing. I'm sitting here and thinking, but how on earth can attorneys make use of artificial intelligence if you can't trust them? Because mm. that's what it boils down to. So, so for me, the idea behind the AI is an excellent idea, which I think will be a very useful tool. But at the moment, uh, yeah, I definitely don't trust AI and, and your listener, listeners should also not. Because how do you know? Because firstly, how would you know what are they lying about? What are yeah. they? Is it, it? What do we call it? Do we call it, do we call it an it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I nearly opened up a whole new conversation there about it, it and, but let's, let's leave it at that. Oh, the pronouns. <laughs> <laughs> So, so how do you know that which this AI gives you back, whether it's the truth or whether it's making things up? There's no way mm. for you of knowing it. So, yeah, so you definitely, I, I, I don't trust them and I, your listeners should also not um, trust them. Yeah, but I'm also very skeptical in any case, uh, Yaku. Uh, but, I mean, has, is, has AI improved in other countries such as America so that the attorneys can rely on AI over there? Or is it? do you think it's more or less the same as here in South Africa? So probably a week after I did my little experiment, I read an article of a case in America where the the plaintiff and the the defendant, so the plaintiff, when he represented his client's case, he relied on certain um, case law to now um, base his argument on. And then uh, the the defendants just asked the court for indulgence because they said they've never heard about those cases. They've just first want to find the cases and then they'll come to court the next day and give their response. And the court was very nice and said, yes, that's fine. You can go and, and do it. The next day, the defendant's attorneys came back to court and said, well, look, we're very sorry. Um, just send us those cases, please, because we can't find it. So the plaintiff's attorney said, you're sure thing. We just don't have it with us now. We'll come back tomorrow and we'll give it to them. Right. The day thereafter, they're back in court. The plaintiff's attorneys all standing there red-faced. They also can't find the court cases. 
Now, as you can imagine, the judge erupted and said, but these attorneys has now, in essence, acted fraudulently, if you want to go to that extreme, but they misled the court. Yeah. And remember, attorneys and advocates are all, we are all, um, although we've got clients, I mean, our first responsibility is to court, not to anyone else. Mm. Now, yeah, the case was subsequently dismissed and the judge recommended that those attorneys be investigated um, in terms of their regulatory bodies, which is the same as the Legal Practice Council um, in in South Africa. So so the short answer is it tells me that you know it's it's the same it's the same thing, that that you definitely you just can't you can't rely on it. Yeah. But I mean, what about good old Google? Do you believe that one can trust Google for legal advice? I wouldn't say you can trust it for medical advice because, I mean, you Google your symptoms and you've got two days left. <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> so, look, so, so the principle is almost the same for legal advice. So, so first, we, one needs to remember... Uh, how Google works. So Google goes and looks and sees what was typed, and and I'm saying this with my limited IT knowledge, right? so bear that in mind. But Google goes and looks and sees what's on the internet and what's published, and it gives you that um, results. But in short, pertaining to legal advice, it's most probably the legal advice of somebody else that's on there. Now, firstly, the question is, who is that person that's giving this legal advice? Is it the qualified person that's given it? Is the advice that the person giving applicable to your specific case? And is it the correct advice? And most importantly, are you searching in the right country? Yeah, because the laws are different. I mean, you, you get articles exactly. from Canada and America and stuff. I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean it's the same law here. Exactly. And and look, the, the laws will definitely differ, I can tell you that. There's certain portions of the laws that could be the same mm. and that sort of thing, but things differ. Um, yes, I can't remember whether me and you spoke about it or whether it was, but in any event, just after the COVID, somebody wrote us a letter saying that they didn't have to pay their municipal accounts because there was this article in the newspaper that said they didn't have to um, pay their municipal accounts and she, the person shared the link. It was an article out of India. <laughs> no. Oh my word! So I, so I just had a nice chuckle Ooh, on my uh, own end, and just politely wrote black back and say, "No, Mister um, or Mrs. So and So, this um, isn't the legal position in South Africa, and your article refers to India, which is yeah. I, I wanted to say which is quite far away, but I I stopped myself and didn't add anything." <laughs> To that whole oh, conversation. So, so, so that's very important. However, Google is a good idea to give one more or less an idea of, of where it's at. Because let's say for argument's sake, somebody did now their master thesis or their doctorate on a specific topic. Google sometimes picks that up. So that will give you more or less an idea about the person's opinion and student. And this, what I'm going to now say is very, very 
uh, needs to be taken very carefully. But students can use that sort of as a starting point to go and see what type of cases and what type of law somebody else believes is applicable. And then you go and read that and then you make it for yourself to say, well, okay, is this case in actual fact applicable or not? Now, then when I talk about a case which is applicable, it, the, so law is all about interpreta interpretation. Eh? So you, got, you get 11 competition, AFNI competition, constitutional court judges. Four will say one thing and seven might say another. And these are all very, very clever people. And they interpret something differently. Now, if you are a man on the street and you are now interpreting something, I mean, you might think you are correct, but just take that into um, consideration. Now, I want to give you an example of, of what happened the other day. In, and this type of thing happens um, regularly, but it happened in the... Supreme Court of Appeal in, in Bloemfontein. So uh, uh, a legal practitioner stood up and they said, my lords and my ladies, I refer you to case so and so. In this case, one, two, and three has happened, and this is the interpretation. And the, the one appeal judge looked at the legal practitioner and said, I don't agree with you. And the legal practitioner asked the, the judge to say, well, um, why do you say that? So the judge looked at me and said, because I was the judge in that case. <laughs> so I can tell you Yo. that this case is one, two, and three, and this is how it is supposed to be interpreted. So the law is about interpreting legal principles. So Google is a good way to start to try and see what the legal principles could possibly be, but then you need to interpret it. And you, even if you're a law student, it's tricky to, to interpret the law. If you're a man on the street, I would say it's nice to read. And then one has to take a, a step further than, than that as well, is to say, so what are you reading? Now you're reading a news article about some law. That's a journalist's interpretation of that law. How do you know whether that's right? Mm. Or for that matter, it's just another guy on the street that has written something. How do you know that's right? You won't know. Mm. So yeah, so it, it's, it's a good place to start, but it's, it's, it's very dangerous. Uh, Yaku, do you believe there's a place for AI in the legal fraternity? I definitely do. I, I, I really do, but but then the sources where they get their information from needs to be correct. And the the interpretation of it, look, that 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 will always be a very difficult um, thing, the interpretation of it. But if you can use AI as sort of a search tool on legal documents that's on a search tool that is on steroids that makes it a lot easier because mm. if you if you do searches it has a lot to do with the type of question that you ask so if you garbage in garbage out so if your question that you're asking isn't 100 percent correct in your um, legal library databases that sort of thing you struggle to get the answers now if ai can assist in interpreting the question that you've given 
AI in order to find the results, that might make a huge difference in saving time and that sort of thing and, mm. and um, assisting people with, with re research. But, but actually giving, giving you legal advice, yeah, I don't know. I don't see it yet. Well, some people see AI as a threat. Some people are even scared of it uh, more than they are of, of computers. Uh, but, you know, they see it as a threat for their future and, and their jobs. Do you believe that AI could possibly replace attorneys in the future? Look, I suppose it depends on a person or not and how much you believe in yourself or not. Now, I'm a typical attorney, so I believe I'm excellent and great. So the concept <laughs> of something replacing me is not something that I can fathom. But all, all jokes aside, I don't think so. And the, look, first of all, nothing is impossible. And, and we don't have crystal balls to see where, where these things are going to turn out in 20, 30, 30 years. So, so that, I, that I can't um, comment on. The, the problem is, is that if you sit with a challenge from a client and the client comes and tells you his story, first of all, that client wants to be listened to. That client wants to know that you are listening and understanding his situation and his problem, and you've got empathy with him or her. Now, if you put that into AI and you took away the human element, that's the first problem. Mm. So now nobody's really listening to you anymore because you're merely typing it in. Now, I suppose if you've got a physical robot that there that looks like an exact human being <laughs> and he, he sort of sighs or its size, or does this or that, then I suppose it's no. a frame of mind question rather than it. Then you can say, well, th this AI is listening to me. I can see he's listening to me. <laughs> so then maybe that will make you feel better. But here's the other thing. is this. So attorney's jobs are to solve people's problems. And in order to solve people's problems, your, your solution isn't always in the law. So now you come to me as Yaku Amon as a problem and you say to me, Yaku, one, two, three, and four has happened. Now, if I dot that one, two, three, and four into a computer system, it might tell me a hundred reasons on why there's no way that you'll be out to get out of your problem. Mm. But if I merely tell you that, did I solve your problem? No. And you didn't come to me as an attorney just to tell you that you've got no solutions. Look, certain instances, the only solution is to say, well, say sorry and walk away and next time do one, two, three, and four. That's also it. But, but our role is to solve the problem. Now, the question is, how would the AI sort of get to that sort of situation? And remember, other times it's, it's, it's a situation of you need, I need to be able to read my opponent. And I need to be able to read the, the, my opponent's client in order to see how we can get out of this. Now, how's the AI going to do that? Is it going to, and again, I mean, mm. how long is a piece of string? Is it going to have built-in monitors so that it, it realizes? And, and then you have to put the legal with it and any other solutions. I don't know. I, for me, and then there's nobody checking it. That's the other problem. So who now checks that this AI solution 
is correct and that the advice that they're giving you is correct. So who takes responsibility? So if I give you long, wrong, le wrong legal advice, then you can come after me. Are you going to be, are you going to go after the AI? So yeah, so I don't, <laughs> look, definitely not in the near future. Yeah, no. I believe that that AI can really be a valuable tool, but then you need to have the 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 people with the correct skills mm. and knowledge to set the parameters for the AI That's in legal. But but as it stands now, I mean, don't ask that pocket AI any legal questions yeah not not at yet all. run away from it not yet rather go in and ask a, a neighbor that believes he knows everything around a bri and there's a bigger <laughs> chance that he'll be right yeah <laughs> But, uh, yeah, there's a, a lot of uh, development still happening with AI. And, uh, you know, the creators like OpenAI will tell you that it's constantly learning from what people actually type in. So it, it it's constantly taking in new information and then correcting it. There's constant fine-tuning. So maybe eventually it will get there. But I don't think that will happen soon. And I also think, uh, Yaku, mm. it, it, it's nice to work with humans, not against humans. We should all use it as yeah. a tool. To, to better our lives, yeah. not allow it to replace our jobs mm -hmm. and, and, and titles, you know. No, for sure, I agree with you. I mean, we should all use the tools that we we can get. I just, yeah, and I would love to have a, a conversation with, with one of these guys um, of, of the AI and ask them, so, David, it's fine to learn, but now at the moment it seems that it's learning how to lie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't think is the best lesson we want to learn now, kids or our computers. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. That's a very good point. Yeah. Who knows where it will yeah. end up? Eh? I mean, uh, I know AI is replacing some jobs or at least computer generated things, replacing jobs, uh, especially since the pandemic. Uh, there's even a talk of AI replacing some radio presenters, you know. Uh, so maybe you'll talk to, to one of those in, in a year or two from now, Yaku. <laughs> uh, the problem is at the moment with my history for what I've seen, I won't be able to trust them because yeah. they'll tell me it's snowing in 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 George, and I wouldn't know. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It might be that the AI felt like it should be snowing in George, and therefore told you so. <laughs> the same as making up case law. Yeah, but in any event, but no. let's, let's let's hope they they fine tune it in the sense that one can trust it. Mm -hmm. and that one can work with it. Yeah, but, but I won't say we can rely on it just yet. Not 100%. No. That's our conclusion. Yes. That's our conclusion. Excellent. Yaku, this was very interesting, and uh, we must talk about uh, AI some more at one stage. Let's do a part two and mm. see, you know, in a couple of months from now, maybe there's been some new uh, uh, developments that we can discuss and, and you know, uh, implement. Yeah. 
That would and be maybe awesome. hopefully in, when in a couple of months when we speak, I can tell you and say to you, my AI has stopped lying to me. It's yeah, yeah. Wonderful. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to know. <laughs> but keep playing with it. Keep asking it questions. I will. <laughs> I will. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks for your time. Hey, lovely talking to you as well. As always, likewise. And uh, that was Yaku Haman from Han and Han Attorneys for this week's Legal Talk. Are you or your business in trouble and struggling to find a solution? Call Hahn & Hahn Attorneys as we assist clients in finding solutions. We specialize in consumer and food law, commercial and construction law, forensic investigations and administrative law. Visit hahnlaw.co.za. That's H-A-H-N. We assist clients nationwide. Hahn & Hahn Attorneys. Because we care. Don't miss Legal Talk with Hahn & Hahn Attorneys Wednesday mornings at 10 on E-Radio.